This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1782, Teaching Kids to Share by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back for another parenting post here on ORD, with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. This Friday, we will turn back to Dr. Laura Markham, one of our newer contributors whose work I'm really enjoying so far. She is a parenting expert, and today she's got some words of wisdom on how we can teach kids to share with one another. It's important stuff, so listen closely as we optimize your life. Teaching Kids to Share by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. All parents want to raise children who are generous, good people. We find kids' frequent fights over toys wearing and a bit ridiculous. After all, your son hasn't looked at that toy in over a year, but as soon as his little brother or visiting friend unearths it, he has to assert immediate ownership. And if we're honest, there's another reason we get annoyed when the kids fight over toys. When our children seem to be failing at generosity, we feel like we're failing at our job of civilizing those grabby childish instincts into a good person. So in most families, the unwritten policy is that children are expected to share, or at least take turns with most toys. The parent decides when one child has had a toy long enough, usually based on how loud the protest is from the sibling or friend. While that seems expedient, it reinforces competition between siblings disempowers both children, and teaches children that if they fuss, they get their way. And it certainly is not pleasant for the parent to constantly have to step in. You'll be relieved to learn that there are other ways to handle the whole concept of sharing, that teach more constructive lessons, and that get you out of the role of judge, jury, and police officer. Let's start with the premise that we want our children to grow into generous people who are able to notice and respond to the needs of others. Of course, we also want our children to be able to meet their own needs, which includes pursuing their own work and play, because that's how they develop mastery. There's an obvious tension here that parents need to acknowledge. We don't want our kids to feel they should interrupt what they're working on to give something to another child just because the other child asks. On the other hand, we do want our child to notice when another child would like a turn and to ensure that child gets a turn. And when someone else has something that our child wants, we hope that she'll be able to control her impulses so she doesn't grab it, but instead will use her words to work out an arrangement so that she can use the object in the future. In other words, we want our child to advocate for her own needs, to respect the needs of others, and to be able to delay gratification to wait for what she wants, right? All of which means that we need to rethink how children learn to share and what they learn when we force them to share. 
Nancy Eisenberg, a leading researcher on children's social development, says that children become more generous by having the experience of giving to others and learning how good that feels. There is a catch, though, says Eisenberg. The experience must be voluntarily chosen by the child. If we force children to share, they will walk away resentful, not feeling generous. Not surprisingly, they are less likely to share after that. So, what if we simply let the child who has the toy decide how long she needs it, and then give it to the other child when she's ready? We can call this self-regulated turns, or in child lingo, long turns. You can see the obvious problem with this idea. What about the poor sibling who has to wait for his turn? You can expect this child to protest loudly, which is inconvenient for you and miserable for him. And beyond that, it hardly seems fair that one child has to wait while the other uses the coveted toy for as long as she pleases. Doesn't it? But maybe we're actually teaching better lessons that will help kids learn to share more readily and to work out disputes more independently. Let's consider the sibling who's desperately unhappy, waiting for his turn for what may feel like forever. We have two options. Option one, we tell the first child that he's had the toy long enough, we take the toy away and give it to the sibling. The second child learns, if I cry loud enough, I get what I want, even if someone else has it. Parents are in charge of who gets what when, and it's arbitrary, depending on their whim and how dramatically I beg for my turn. My sibling and I are in constant competition to get what we need. I don't like him. I guess I'm a greedy person, but that's what I need to be in order to get what I deserve. I had better play fast because I won't have this item for long. And I won. But soon I will lose again. I had better protest loudly when my turn is up to get every minute I can, and then start protesting again as soon as it's my sibling's turn. If I make my parent miserable, I'll get more time with the toy. Notice that this child's attention is barely on the toy he's won. He can't play freely. All he can do is feel the clock ticking. So the conventional approach of forced sharing undermines the ability of children to lose themselves in play, as well as undermining the sibling relationship by creating constant competition. Neither child gets to experience the generosity of having their fill and giving to the other. Now, option two. We tell the second child that he can ask the sibling when he will be done with his turn, and assure him that we will help him wait until the sibling decides that she's done with the toy. This time, the second child learns, I can ask for what I want. Sometimes I get a turn soon, and sometimes I have to wait. It's okay to cry, but it doesn't mean I get the toy. I don't get everything I want, but I get something better. My parent always understands and helps me when I'm upset. After I cry, I feel better. I can use another toy instead and really enjoy it. I'm getting better at waiting. I don't have to whine and cry to my parent to convince them to get me a turn. Everybody has to wait for their turn, but everybody gets a turn sooner or later. I like the feeling when my sibling gives me the toy. I like her. And I can use a toy for as long as I want. Nobody will make me give it to my sibling at a moment's notice. When I'm done with the toy and give it to my sibling, I feel good inside. I like to give her a turn. I'm a generous person. This child is developing impulse control and the ability to delay gratification. We're supporting deeper play by not taking away the toy in the middle of a child's use of it. We're helping both kids discover their own generosity. And we're supporting a warmer sibling relationship by reducing competition. 
This can be a challenging new way of doing things for both parents and children. But as kids learn that they'll eventually get the toy, and that their right to a toy they're using will also be protected, they get better at managing their impatience. In fact, every time you support a child through the wait, they build the mental muscle to delay gratification. And fairly quickly, you'll see your children start asking each other when they can have a turn, and offering the toy to their sibling when they're done with it. That a child will offer her sibling a turn without parental enforcement is hard to believe for most parents. But if you adopt this policy, it will become an everyday occurrence in your home. You'll still have to buy two of the most treasured items, and you'll still have to put them away before other children visit. But rather than arbitrating sharing, you'll find yourself coaching your kids as they wait for their turn, and admiring how often they navigate taking turns without you running interference. Why not try it? You just listened to the post titled, Teaching Kids to Share, by Dr. Laura Markham of ahaparenting.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a big thank you to Dr. Laura for this really practical article, uh, which is always appreciated by me, and I can only assume is appreciated by you as a listener, walking away with some concrete advice on how to proceed. Now, we heard in this article the value there is in not intervening too much as a parent, uh, particularly when it comes to deliberately controlling which child gets a turn and when. Now, another approach that I would be interested in would be helping a child know how grateful their sibling would be for a turn. Now, the research Dr. Laura cited suggested that kids really benefit from sharing on their own terms, sort of being able to bask in the good feelings that come with uh, with that when they're not forced to, you know, that feeling of being a generous person. And if we're helping child two to get along, I think we can help child one in this way, reminding them of how appreciative child two would be to play with the toy but not requiring them to share it right now, or, you know, giving any kind of inclination that our love or mood towards them is conditional upon when and if they share. This simply helps to make them aware of the circumstances and form a bridge between the children in a non-invasive way uh, that helps child one understand child two, but again, is not forcing them into anything. So this is something that I would really be interested in trying. Uh, The right rhetorical skills would be necessary. Um, But aside from that, I I would have a lot of faith in this idea. So it's something to consider, parents, as you no doubt will have your hands full in the coming months of summer vacation. So I wish you the best of luck as always. I thank you for stopping in. And of course, I thank you for being a subscriber of the show. Have a great rest of your day and be sure to tune in tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.